child, I was very like insecure and very like, you know, not really open-minded. And I was really scared of like um, opinions from other people and like, you know, I was scared that they would talk behind my back about me. So I didn't really go out and did the things that I wanted to do. So, um, and because of that, I, I really, I'm really proud that I started this whole like Instagram journey because if I didn't have done that, that was something I would really regret. Uh, so for me, that was a really big lesson I learned that I just, you know, people will talk and people will, it, there are always people that are not going to like you and it's totally okay that not everyone likes you, that, you know, that doesn't really work. Welcome everyone to Love is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Love is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage, and the hope to be their better selves. Today, we have a very inspiring guest. She has created an online community of over 40,000 people and is sharing very beautiful aesthetic fashion content. What I love about her page is how sneakily motivation and inspiration is incorporated almost in every piece of content that she puts out there. She has also initiated a few projects, for example, Project Me, where she actually wanted to make sure that people take action and become their better selves. Tinia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to have you here. And I wanted to start our conversation with, let's dive deeper into the project me. I loved the project. I love how simple the rules were. Can you please share a bit more actually what was that project about and what was your intention and why did you decide to create it? Yes, thank you. So actually um, there are a lot of challenges out there like I think the most popular one is the uh, 50 challenge, 50 project 50. And I was a little bit inspired by that because at the beginning I wanted to, to do that challenge. But for me personally, with a, a, lot, a lot of going on, like with uh, studying and stuff, I didn't have the time to, you know, do all the stuff that project 50 is like giving um, because I think they say that you have to work out two times a day for each 45 minutes. And that's just too much for me. I don't have the time for that. And I think many people don't have the time for that. So I wanted to create a challenge that's really like um, constructed to my goals and uh, like to the goals uh, that most people want to reach that still have a life outside of like working on themselves. So uh, I wanted to create like a very like my challenge. So that's why also the project, uh, me, the name is perfect. I think, um, I started by like, um, introducing, uh, to my followers that I wanted to do a project and also let them be a part of it. I let them choose the name. And, uh, so I let them also vote for the name. I let, you know, I had like four or five names and then I said, you know, guys, uh, let's, uh, let you choose uh, which one you think is the best because they are also a part of the challenge. And um, yes, I think maybe I can explain the rules a little bit. Yes, please. Um, so um, first rule was uh, to wake up before 8 a.m. Uh, for me, that was not so difficult because I'm more like a morning person. Um, I sleep very uh, like early at night and wake up very early in the morning. Um, I don't know. I don't like the dark and like, I don't know. I like it when it's sunny and, you know, and the second rule was to have a morning routine, like plan your day, uh, journaling or make your bed. And the third rule was uh, to have one workout every day. And it doesn't matter what kind of workout. It could be stretching. It could be like, I don't know, a five minute or 10 minute booty workout or something. It's just to keep you active not to you know lose calories or like do the most but just to you know keep you moving and have like that uh, routine that you do every day something for your body like to move the uh, fourth uh, rule was to eat healthy like 
just incorporate more like vegetables and fruits into the diet, like not just go straight from, I don't know, eating McDonald's to, you know, only vegetables and so, but just to, you know, get a healthier routine. The uh, five uh, rule was that uh, to drink at least two liters of water and only, you know, water, water, don't, as a, a juice and something like that wasn't included, that doesn't count. So you can drink it, of course, but I, for me, I didn't count it for the two liters of water. The uh, sixth uh, rule was uh, to incorporate a skincare routine in the morning and also in the evening. For me, it's uh, kind of normal. I still, I already have a skincare routine like in the morning, in the evening, but sometimes when I'm too stressed in the morning, I forgot to do it. Um, that's why it's, it was like something I wanted to include in the challenge because I think it's very important, especially in the uh, months where the sun is out. So you don't forget your SPF and something like that. And the last rule was to walk at least 7,000 steps a day. Um, that, uh, in this rule, I got also inspired by the uh, 50 project challenge because I think they say like 10 K steps, but for me, 10 K steps, it's a lot of steps a day. You have to be really active. I think, you know, walked like two hours or something like that straight. And, um, I don't have the time for that to go out every day and walk two hours and, for me, I feel like 7K steps is easy to do a day, but still also you have to do something for it, you know? Um, yes, that's the days with rules. <laughs> so for everyone who's listening now, you understand uh, what Project Me is about. Yes. I love um, that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think you. here is a very important point that I just wanted to underline is that you you found something that you were inspired by, for example, Project 50 or other mm. projects out there. But at the same time, you customized it for something that would actually work for you and the, the lifestyle that you have. And I think it's so inspiring because so many times it, what could be you just find something that works for someone else and then you just try to do it exactly like they do and then at the end, it will never become your routine. Maybe you will be very hard on yourself and you actually follow it for like a few weeks, days, months, whatever it is. And then eventually you just say, no, I cannot do that. But if you actually yeah. get inspiration from somewhere and then it just adjusted, for example, as you said, 10K, uh, walking 10,000 uh, 10, steps, it's a bit too much, but 7K is a good number for me. It's still a bit of a challenge, but it's not too much and not too unrealistic. And I know that I'm more likely to follow through. And I think more people just yeah. should take this as an example and following that just, if something works for someone else, it doesn't necessarily will work for you. Make sure that you always listen to yourself, to your lifestyle, to your unique needs and create accordingly your routines. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was wondering out of the habits, uh, out of these rules that you've created, do you have one that you would say was like, the most impactful, the most important one? I would say for me, it was probably the um, 7K steps, I think, uh, because I really like enjoy it like tracking my steps and uh, I, I also um, for me I uh, personally um, felt like uh, I made like I felt the difference of uh, walking seven uh, K steps a day then you know like a month ago um, yeah I also I had um, the first few days I had a little bit of um, like I felt it in the legs after a few days, uh, which was also very good because I knew that the challenge that I was creating was working. So, uh, yes, I still do even the challenge for me is over. I still have, uh, found for me that I want to reach 
uh, not according to the challenge, but every day reach the 10K uh, steps. So uh, yes, that for me was the best and most impactful uh, challenge. You know, it's crazy because I now have an uh, aura ring now and it measures my steps and also inactivity. So basically how much time a day I just spend sitting down and then it's crazy. It's crazy how little we actually move, especially when you study a lot or if you work a lot, you just spend so much time uh, sitting at your desk or just like sitting down and not moving. And I feel like having that extra encouragement of having a goal, for example, to have the 7,000 steps is so useful because it actually pushes you to move and movement yes. is just so good for us. Otherwise we would not do that. Yes. Yes. And also for me, I think I felt like the, uh, I got, uh, at the beginning of the year to my birthday, I got the Apple watch and I felt like that this would you know, motivated me more because I really could track the steps because, you know, you can also track it on your phone, but I don't have my phone uh, with me all the time. So, um, yeah, for me, that really motivated me and also like to, instead of taking the, um, escalator, I would take the stairs or something like that. It was like small changes that are, you know, when you look back, you don't really care. Like, but it really make it made an impact like on the big picture. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And also I just wanted to share just from my personal life at work uh, during COVID, we actually had um, an Excel file where we had, it was like the walking challenge and everyone from my <laughs> team would enter how many steps they did in the week. And then, you, you know, like you enter per day and then you just feel sometimes you know, sometimes there used to be days when you just like didn't leave home and you just spend the whole day at home. And then you have, like, you feel so embarrassed to enter in that uh, tracker. I did 39 steps today. <laughs> That's like all I did. <laughs> and then even, you know, that, for example, having this accountability, because then, you know, other people will see what you do. And then at least that motivates you to um, walk more. So I feel like having a goal or having a, like doing it with other people also helps uh, and actually like to move your body and move around. Yes, true. Yeah, that's also a reason why I personally think I did like so good uh, at the challenge because I shared it with my community and I also let my community be a part of it. So um, that really motivated me because I also shared my journey and I also wrote with, uh, with uh, many of my followers and they shared pictures and like shared their goals and was like, Hey, Finja, I reached seven K steps today. Yay. And I was like, yay. <laughs> so it was, it was also very motivating for me. And I think also very motivating for my community. So there was like, a, you know, like both of us could like, get inspiration motivation from that and actually like achieve something together and you I, I love that you like align a huge group of people to do something to take action that will actually make them feel better about themselves and move them closer to actually becoming their better selves I, I actually wanted to ask you how how did you start your Instagram page how was your journey with it? Did you always want to create a community or was it just something that happened unexpectedly? Um, so like, since I can remember, I was like that girl that always took the picture or always like filmed something like from an early age, I always like steered the camera from my mother and like took random pictures on holidays or from my family or something. I also <laughs> forced my uh, parents to uh, film me and my best friend uh, while we were doing a best friend movie and something like that. So it was, I don't know, it was always my kind of passion, I would say. And uh, before I was, uh, before I was like creating really like influencer content, um, I would still go out with my best friend and we would do like crazy shootings. We would wake up at six in the morning and go to the pool on holidays and like, I don't know, 
would steal uh, like a watermelon from the um, breakfast and would uh, do pictures at the pool. And we never really posted. It was like, I don't know, I was like 15 or something, but it was just for us. So we had so much fun doing that. And I also, uh, before COVID started, I was also a wedding photographer. Um, so that was also one thing I would say is had helped me a lot, like becoming what I am today. And also like, since I was a little girl, like I said, I always wanted to do, uh, like my dream job was becoming an actor because I would, I would love to, uh, you know, work with a camera. But the problem was I wanted not only be in front of the camera, but also behind it. I I would want to do the whole thing, you know, so becoming like an influencer, I think, you know, naming myself an influencer is <laughs> kind of funny because I don't know, I don't feel like one, you know, but I think becoming one is like the perfect, like, um, path for me because, you know, it's both, you have, you are behind the camera, you are in front of the camera, you have the, you know, you have the whole control over what you put out and uh yeah yeah so i think that's uh the reason why i started it and um yeah i would also say that also you know instagram is sometimes a very like toxic place mm. and i wanted to create like something that you know where people feel hard to compare to myself i don't share like you know, I don't want to share all my perfect things and like, be like, yeah, look here. That's what I did. And that's what I bought. And that's what I have. And you don't have it like that. So I wanted to like create content that really inspires and motivates people. And, um, also that are people, I know it's, you can never say never anyone is, um, comparing them, but, uh, I think for me, I'm trying as much as I can to create content where people don't compare themselves to me, but like be more inspired than compare. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think that you do feel it when you open your page that you have such an inspiring vibe and energy and you're very sincere in what you're sharing. So that's why I really, really um, appreciate your content. And it's just not only just beautiful to watch because you do create gorgeous shots that are so aesthetic. I'm like, oh my God, they look so good. But at, this, but at the same time, you enter like beautiful inspirational quotes and those small nudges for people to actually become their better selves. And that's why I find it that you do, you can feel that energy that you actually want to make at least your page a better place that actually gives this inspiration, hope for people. And um, I was wondering, where do you actually, so you never, you, you mentioned that you never thought that you would be an influencer and even now calling yourself an influencer feels a bit <laughs> weird. Uh, but where yes. do you feel where do you see yourself actually going? What would be your dream with your uh, community, with your page? How would you see your future? Yeah, I would uh, say that, you know, I would love to inspire even more people like grow. Um, and also I really would love to like do big projects uh, where I, you know, maybe create a, my own planner. That would be my big dream to create my own planner um, uh, to uh, purchase. Because I feel like I am, for me personally, I'm such a, like, a planning, writing to-do list kind of person. So for me, finding a perfect planner is very difficult. I have a lot of planners that I use, but I would love to have, like, the one planner where everything I need is combined in one. So I don't have to switch all the time. Um, so that would be, like, one of my big dreams to, uh, you know, reach. And, um, yeah. And also like inspire a lot of people in the process, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also you managed to do all of this, 
no wonder that you have so many planners and like write it down to do list because you also have full time study and you're doing all of this on the side, creating all all of this inspiring content. So can you please tell me a bit more about your study, what you actually um, do and how did you manage to combine the busy life of being a full time student with all of this that you do on the side? Yes, so I actually started like posting serious content like a year ago, uh, like when COVID was fully here, I would say, um, because, you know, for me, I um, started studying uh, 2019. Uh, my, um, the name of my study is called uh, Media and Communication Management. So it would go pretty much along with, you know, becoming an influencer or being present on Instagram. So I created the, uh, the um, page or I started to post seriously because I first of all thought that it would help me, which I did, which it did a lot in my uh, studies. I also did recently, like um, a month ago or something, I wrote uh, my uh, bachelor thesis. So like the final paper you have to write um after you're finished <laughs> so and also that um really was my plan to um like include the my instagram account and like my knowledge of instagram and influencer into this uh, paper uh, which for me i think i re did really good and um yeah that was like my um my uh my topic, uh, it, it was like, how believable are influencers and how much does the uh, way you believe uh, what they say, like on the, <laughs> I don't know how to translate it in English, but um, you're doing great. Like, doing uh, great. The, uh, um, <laughs> thank you. Like the, uh, how does the size, like the um, follower uh, number, have an impact on the uh, way you believe, you know, like does like the micro influencer, do you believe them more or do you believe more the influencers that have like 1 million followers or something like that? So that was my topic. And, um, like it was my plan from the beginning to like include it in my study, but I didn't believe I would do that, that good, you know, like in that good, uh, way. And so, uh, yes, um, <laughs> to come back to your question, uh, I, um, actually, uh, started my account in 2019 and, um, in 2022, I started also, um, uh, internship, which I did full time for one semester. That was also a part of our, uh, like study. And because I liked it there so much and they liked me and my, um, my abilities so much, uh, they, uh, I worked for them even after the semester was over. So in the last semester, like when I wrote my thesis and my paper, I was still working there, like, I think 20 hours a week and also did like Instagram. So that was for me, like. I had a job, I had Instagram, I had my studies, there was a lot going on. And I also just recently moved with my boyfriend into her own flat. So that was also something that was very like difficult for me to like start, uh, you know, doing laundry and stuff. Like when you live at home, you do it, but you know, when you don't do it, it nothing happens, you know, like someone else from the family is doing it. But if you are living alone or with your boyfriend, you know, you have to, um, split the chores and if you don't do it, then nobody else does it. So that was also something I had to learn and, uh, that I had to, you know, write on my to-do list and which also filled my day uh, with a lot of like tasks. So for me in the beginning, it was very difficult, but, um, I think COVID had, um, a pretty like good, um, I would say a good effect on my studies because I, because of that, I had a lot of time at home. I had like only homeschooling, I, 
home studying. I don't know what it's called, you know. Um, and uh, that I uh, then I had a lot of time to, uh, you know, work on me, work on my process, and like study on my own and not on the uh, not in the schedule my uh, uni is uh, like giving me because I had my own and that worked so much better for me than. Um, like at the beginning where COVID was not uh, here, um, I also you I could uh, see it on my um, grades. They were so much better than in the beginning because I, for me, had found a way to uh, you know study better than on the schedule from the university. So, yeah, that was <laughs> I really did answer your question in a lot of you know different ways but i hope i did answer it <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure and i i wanted i have a few questions that i wanted to ask you from your answer because you just mentioned that you wrote mm -hmm. this thesis on this interesting topic but you didn't say what was the outcome so does the credibility of the <laughs> i think everyone listening it was like so what was the outcome what was the outcome so yeah. is it is someone who has 1 million followers more believable than the micro-influencer or is the micro-influencer more believable? Can you please share the findings of your thesis? So what I found out for me, I also did an, um, what is it called? called um, you know, where you question people, like not an interview, but like a survey. Um, yes, yes. A survey. I did a survey. Um, like uh, for all my German followers um, to, you know, get into the mind of, you know, people who follow influencer. For me, I also follow influencer, but since I am one, it's hard for me to say because I have more information and more, you know, I have a different mindset than people who just follow influencers. And from what I found out is that um, micro-influencers sometimes are more believable, but not because they are less followers, but because they are more engaging with their followers. Because when you have 1 million followers, you know, you most of the influencers, you know, with 1 million followers, they don't answer uh, the comments. They don't really interact with their community. They just post and, you know, get the likes. And yeah, they you feel like as a follower, you have like such a big distance between you and the um person you follow and uh, with micro influencers because uh, because they are more engaging um you have you feel like they are more like of a friend like more a friend uh, to you than you know big followers because you can write them they write back and um yeah so that's what my uh yeah that's what i found out <laughs> very interesting um yeah was very interesting Yes. I was just about to say it's, it was so such an interesting discovery, and I, I do also think that that's true because with uh, people with smaller followers, they do smaller follower count, they do reply more often, and they actually like, you have such an engaging way to interact. I love it personally myself as well. I love talking to my community, and they share their problems and their questions, and then you just like there for them. And you really build a very special relationship. You know, I have a few, uh, a few followers that have been with me for such a long time. And I feel like they really know me and I really know their questions and struggles. So we having such a great time uh, together. And, um, and another part yes. that I also wanted to go back on your original reply when you were saying that you had your studies, your internship, the social, uh, the social platform, and moving houses, living with your boyfriend, trying to figure that out. That's absolutely crazy. That's so much happening. <laughs> and just to find also at the same time with all of this busy, busy schedule to actually find time for yourself and um, for the self-care um, routines and activities. So how did you actually also, was it something that you just like planned was it, for example, workout or get the 7,000 steps? Was it always just on your to-do list? Or how did you actually make sure that you still follow the healthy lifestyle with a huge amount of responsibilities that you put on your plate? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so for me, I'm personally, personally a person who really loves to be alone. Um, so that's why... For me, it wasn't really something 
new because when I was uh, living with my parents and I, when I was, you know, not studying, when I was still in school, I would take like at least a few hours a week for me personally, just alone time. So it doesn't matter. It could be a workout. It could be, you know, just, um, I don't know, sitting on the bed and listening to music or something like that. Um, so for me, it was like already included in my routine, I would say, uh, because I can't, if I don't have time alone, a lot of uh, days after I get really, you know, nervous and really grumpy. And so that's a, like a must for me uh, to have time alone. And I think it's also a very important um, uh, topic to, you know, being able to have time with yourself and, you know, I don't know, get a coffee with yourself or just read a book or, you know, just sit in the room alone, you know. Uh, so that was for me something that I would enjoy very much. And also, like I mentioned, I'm a, like a morning person. Uh, so I wake up, uh, like when I was studying and when I, when I was writing my, um, bachelor, I was, uh, like I had a routine that I was waking up like one or two hours before I had uh, like planned to start studying. So I had like my one or two hours just for myself where I would, you know, work out or create content or I don't know, journal and something like that. So that was like my me time. Um, and that was also, yeah, very, um, like, I think if I didn't did that and if, if I didn't had these one or two hours a day, I didn't, uh, I wouldn't have, um, done so great on my, uh, bachelor because, uh, that was really for me something that was essential and also helped me to stay focused because, um, otherwise I, you know, I wouldn't drown into the work I had to do. And, um, yeah, so that was like my way to cope with it. And also I, you know, canceled all the, um, meetings and stuff and, you know, that I had in the week, um, I only, you know, worked, um, and I also with my, um, boss, they were also very understanding. They told me I could do home office if I want to. Um, I, I think I need to explain what I do as a work, uh, like what I work. I am also, um, for, uh, little startup. I'm a, a content creator. Like I'm uh, responsible for their social media. I'm responsible for their ads and, you know, I create the ads. I put out the ads. I create the content, like something like that. And, um, so that helped me also a lot to gain knowledge and also gain knowledge from the other side of the, um, of the brand, you know, because they are, from in my work, I was in a position from the brand, you know, I, I start to started to look at the influencers and at the social media as a side from a brand. And that was also very interesting because so in the beginning, I only had the view of, you know, influencers to the uh, social media platform, Instagram and TikTok. But now I also know how, you know, behind the curtains, I would say, the stuff works and how, um, the influencers get chosen, how, you know, which content works for, um, companies and, uh, which doesn't because at the, at the beginning, that was something, something I really struggled because I thought that content, no matter who is publishing it, you know, works the same, but it doesn't. If you are really um, a startup or a company, you need to create different content. And that was also something I uh, really enjoyed learning. Um, yeah, because now I, I'm i a little bit more understanding also um, to, the, uh, co um, to the companies that write me and, um, you know, want to... Uh, work with me because, um, I know how they, how, you know, behind the scenes, how it all works and something like that. So yeah, that's what I'm doing or what I did. I, 
that whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, to come back to your question, um, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really answering the question. Like, I don't know, like uh, I love all the <laughs> inputs and like all that. the stories but, uh, um, that you include. Uh, it uh, gives another dimension. So please, like, go uh, continue doing this. I love that. <laughs> Okay, perfect. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so for me, that was like the, like these two hours or one hour a day was like, like my main source of like motivation and inspiration for the whole day. So yeah, that really worked well for me. And also in, I planned this, uh, this, the whole project me, um, when I was studying, um, because I was so inspired and I think I thought I need to do something after I'm done, something that, you know, helps me get back on track and not fall into, you know, if you hand in the, um, the paper, you're like, okay, I'm done. I don't do anything anymore. I just chill. I'm lazy. And I didn't want that. I wanted to still, you know, take the motivation I was, you know, having every day and also included into the days that I'm not, you know, studying or writing. And so I created a challenge, like I think three weeks before um, handing in the paper. So I could uh, really, you know, just start, you know, I really started the day after I handed in my project. So that was for me something that really helped me, you know, also get all the stress out and really have the time to focus on myself. Um, so that was also one point I think is uh, very important to when you have a, a busy schedule and you know that there is a time or a date that you have to hear hand in the project or where's your exam or something. And you know that after that day, it's it's finished and you don't have to do anything. Most of Most of the time you will fall into like a hole of, you know, unproductivity and you know, where you're just chilling in bed and watching TikToks all day or Netflix or I don't know. And for me, I still wanted to, you know, learn and work on myself uh, also while chilling, you know, it's like you have to find the balance. So I don't run all day uh, through town and like do stuff. I still chill. So, but I have like a, like a good balance between those. And that was something that really helped me. And I think I will do in the future if I'm having something like that again, like a busy schedule that I really uh, start if it's only for me or for me and my um, my community to start like a project me number two or something, because that really helped me get out that um, stress. And yeah, I, I think you mentioned such a great point when you said that you don't want to fall into the hole of unproductivity and laziness after handing in your final project and finishing the assignment. And I think it's, it's almost just, it's such human nature to do so because you fall from one extreme to another mm -hmm. extreme. You pushed yourself so hard. You were so productive. You finally accomplished that, that now you feel like, okay, now I can fall to another extreme of just basically, uh, not taking care of myself, just chilling on and, um, Watching TikTok, switching then don't bring that much satisfaction if that's the only thing that you're doing. So actually, it's so smart of you to plan ahead. You're like, aha, I know, I know that this will happen unless I have <laughs> the project me, unless I follow some rules um, that can actually help me. And to actually foresee that and plan into your schedule, I think that's something that everyone listening in can already take away that you know yourself know the behavior patterns that you would have and plan ahead for them of them before they actually happen mm -hmm. and also another point that i really loved was how impactful you mentioned it was for you to have those like one or two hours in the morning where you just get to spend on yourself and what you need to do for yourself before you actually jump into your responsibilities whether it is studying whether it is working because for me personally, I find it, I wake up at five or six in the morning every day, just because I love that part of the day where I get to spend time exactly how I want it. I can get like drink my coffee very slowly, read a book, do a workout 
and it's so quiet outside. I, I feel like the whole world is still asleep and I get to spend time just with myself. And whenever it gets very busy and in the morning, for example, I would need to start working right away. And then I don't get my me time after a few days, I already feel so like nervous, like, oh my God, I really need to have some me time. I don't feel good without it. And so I could really, really feel you when you were saying like, <laughs> I, I need my alone time. I, I take my alone time when I don't take my alone time. I don't feel good. I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But I feel like it's so important and, um, I feel like, you know, having time for yourself is also something that many people need to learn because, you know, alone time also means like alone time, time without like your phone or something, because, um, you know, you can be alone if you're watching TikTok, but then you don't feel alone. You know what I mean? So you don't have like time with your thoughts and, you know, just with yourself, you're just like, you know, you're not with yourself alone, if you know what I mean. So I think that's something um, which is very important. And also practicing that kind of like alone time and me time is also for the brain and also for the body very important. Um, I just recently um, read a, um, like also for my um, bachelor, I read um, an article about uh, how TikTok is like uh, messing up with your dopamine in the brain. And I was, I uh, found that so fascinating and also kind of creepy. So that I am trying to, you know, just live in the moment and also enjoy the slowness of the day. Like, as you said, like I can drink my coffee as slow as I want. I can read as long as I want. So I think that is some, uh, something we should all practice more because You know, as much as we can consume uh, social media and also for me as a creator, I, of course, need to con consume content to just create content. Um, like I just like I said, to create like a community, you need to engage with the people and something like that. And that only works if you spend like enough time on social media and doing that. Um, so I need something that's you know, something that is not as fast and as, you know, crazy and wild and colorful, like something that is, you know, mindful and uh, slow. So I think that is something, you know, I'm also trying in uh, my me time. So really me time and not me and my family. I love time, you know? that. <laughs> I think this, uh, this was a very, very important point that you raised. And there actually, it was twofold. I think Point number one, which I just cannot stress the importance of it. It's like taking proper time to rest and connect with yourself and just being by yourself. It's not the same when you have constant distraction. For example, watching TikToks or Netflix, it's very, very entertaining. And it's more like distracting you from actually having the thoughts. It's like, oh, what are actually my dreams? What do I actually want to do with my life? Am I happy with what I'm doing? And if you're watching TikTok a lot, you will just not be, and I'm, I have nothing against TikTok, but I'm just saying it works. Um, it, it doesn't, the pattern and the algorithm does not necessarily work in your favor in terms of you actually going out there and then creating the life you want. It could work as a distraction because it, as you mentioned, the algorithm is working to, for you to create all this dopamine and then you actually get hooked on it. And I don't know if I'm the only one or if it happens for more people, but sometimes I find myself scrolling uh, on Instagram or on TikTok. And then I feel like, okay, I need to stop and just like go and do something more productive. And I almost cannot stop it. Like you're like one more video and then one more video. And then you, and you, you don't feel good because you're like, I feel like I, I want to stop, but almost like you still cannot close it. And it still feels so, yeah, it just pulls you in. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know exactly what you mean. Like also for me, like I also turned out the notifications on like TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, because for me, I felt like when I was, you know, working on something or having time for me alone, I was so much distracted by um, getting notifications all 
also because, you know, I also get the notifications on my Apple Watch. So that's also the reason I turn off all the notifications, only like important one um, I still have on. But um, for me, that's also something because, you know, you're scrolling and scrolling through TikTok or something. And then you're thinking, okay, I need to stop. And then, you know, again, you get a message from Instagram or something. Then you think, oh, okay, message. And you go on the message, you reply, and then you're on TikTok and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling uh, on Instagram. So that's like something that's, you know, like an, you know, like a devil's It's a loop. Road. It's a loop. I don't know how it's to say loop. it in it English. Just, like, but it just keeps going. It, it, yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes. And um, before I ask my last question, where can people connect with you, mm -hmm. reach out to you, DM you, distract you more on social media? <laughs> <laughs> um so you can uh, find me on instagram uh, at it's finny uh, so um yeah on also on tiktok at uh, finny 1111 so 1111 <laughs> <laughs> yes so feel free to write me reach out to me ask questions about you know everything about the podcast about project me or about anything you can ask me anything i will will reply and i will get distracted by your uh <laughs> by your message but i would love to uh yeah connect with you guys thank you awesome <laughs> and my last question would be so this is quite a hard one so please take your time to think about it and mm -hmm. um the question is what do you think will be your biggest future regret so imagine you are 80 years old, you look back on your life and you think, I wish I have done that. And I'm so sorry that I didn't do this. So now if we go to you now in, in this present moment, you already know that there is something that you really, really want to do, but you have not done that yet. What would be that for you? So for me, um, like as a, like as a child, I was very like insecure and very like, you know, not really open-minded. And I was really scared of like, um, opinions from other people. And like, you know, I was scared that they would talk behind my back about me. So I didn't really go out and did the things that I wanted to do. So, um, and because of that, I, re I really, I'm really proud that I started this whole like Instagram journey, because if I didn't have done that, that was something I would really regret. Uh, so for me, that was a really big lesson I learned that I just, you know, people will talk and people will, it, there are always people that are not going to like you. And it's totally okay that not everyone likes you that, you know, that doesn't really work. So so that was something like I had to learn on the way. And uh, that's also something and also the reason I'm here at, the, at this podcast today, because for me, it was also a very big challenge, I would say, because like we wrote, we wrote on Instagram and I told you like my native lang language is German and I'm really, you know, nervous about, you know, speaking freely in English and you know, messing up with the words and something like that. And, uh, but I still, I, I really wanted to do the podcast with you because I listened, um, yesterday I was on the train, uh, like for three hours and I listened the whole time to your podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, you know, I really want to do that. And there's nothing that could stop me, even if I mess up the words or, you know, even if the gr grammar is not always right, you know, people will understand what I mean in the end. So, so now I'm really proud that I did it. I'm super happy <laughs> to be honest. And, uh, yeah, I think that is something in the future I'm going to take with me, like to learn that, you know, your insecurities are just, you know, you need to overcome them to, you know, learn and to get, like to also learn yourself, you know, to get to know yourself better, because if you just stay always in your comfy zone, um, you won't grow and you won't do the things that scares you uh, that will be at the end the best thing you ever did. 
like for me, Instagram, if I didn't did it, then my, my grades wouldn't be that good. I wouldn't have this cool job and, you know, I wouldn't have that cool community. And for example, I wouldn't have the opportunity to be a guest in a podcast, which is also something I, you know, what people dream about. And, um, so I'm very, very grateful for all of that. And I think for me, something I would regret in the future is just not doing stuff. So it doesn't matter even if I, if I done it in the future, something, and I would say, okay, that wasn't that nice, but still I did it. And then I can say, okay, Finja, you're, I'm proud of yourself. You did it, even though it wasn't that nice, but if you hadn't done it, you would always question yourself. Okay. Would it be nice? Why didn't I have I do it? Like, uh, you're still scared and something like that. So that was something I would really regret. So. Yeah. I loved your answer. And I just <laughs> wanted to say, I also wanted to raise this point that you mentioned when you said, oh, English is not my first language. I speak a lot in German. I feel a bit uh, insecure. Will I be able to do the podcast? And I'm so proud of you and actually doing that. And <laughs> you don't even know how many people personally would not have done that and how many people you would inspire by doing this and by doing coming on here, mm. not being certain about uh, how freely you can speak in English, but actually doing that. And that would just, I I'm getting the chills. Like I have the goosebumps because this is exactly what inspires people <laughs> when someone does something and just like shows up, doesn't do it perfectly. You can make mistakes, but continues to show up. And that's so inspiring. That's like the fire, right? Because I mean, if you, you know, if it was like yes. a German and <laughs> of course it would be in itself, like doing a podcast is a challenge, but the fact that you've done it in English, I'm so proud of you. Mm. I, I know that it will inspire everyone who just listened this far. They'll be like, oh my God, maybe I can also do this. Maybe I can also like do send that message or post that picture or do that podcast. And maybe it's not perfect. Maybe nobody will like it, but so what, you know, it's my journey and I'm overcoming my insecurities. Yes. So thank you for doing that. It's been very inspiring to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you're, you're mentioned uh, also a very good point because if you're not getting out of your comfort zone, you don't grow. So for me, doing that podcast was, was something, you know, like you said, I was very nervous and, you know, but I still now I can, you know, have a day and I think, okay, I accomplished something so great. And also then when I hear the finished, um, podcast, I would be so proud of myself and I would show, you know, my parents and, you know, my friends and my followers would say, yo, <laughs> listen to the podcast, me speaking weirdly English, <laughs> but you know, it's something, you know, I like it and I love it. I don't know. I'm super happy I'm, to be I'm here. I'm also <laughs> happy to have you here. Pina, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It was an absolute pleasure. <laughs>